Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my temperature-sensitive co-host, Mozzie. <laughs> I did. It's like 70 degrees. What the fuck? It's January. This is not okay. <laughs> it's, it's global warming. I, I went out with a jacket and jeans on to the store, and I see a guy next to me in shorts, and I'm like, why am I the idiot? <laughs> I feel hot right now. I wish I was this dude. Yeah, I, and I know you, you are a very warm-running human true big true yeah we uh you <laughs> cracking windows in kc while we were there for the Bengals game <laughs> with one layer of blanket that yeah that sounds about right i like to uh bundle up in the blankets in a cold room. all right that's that's me yeah i would do that a lot freshman year thankfully the roommate i had freshman year also liked doing that so we would open the window open the door make a draft and then do that for like five minutes while we got ready for bed and then just have a nice cold room and bundle up yeah, I yeah, sleep I mean, with a fan on, like, always. But that's also because of the noise. Yeah, I I wish I could sleep in silence. I feel like I'm just, like, ruined eternally on that. Because both of my parents like to have noise. And so I just grew up doing that naturally. So Yeah, it just, you know, silence. The, the problem with silence is when, I don't like all silence of a, anyway. <laughs> when it's all of a sudden not silent, it's very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have a baseline gentle noise, some of the little things, you know, like everyone's house makes kind of weird noises from yeah, time like to time. Yeah, your house settles, yeah. Yeah, sometimes your fridge, or the floorboards, or, you know, the ghost in the cupboard, they just make a little weird noise. But if you've got the fan on, you don't notice that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, yeah, like... The deafening silence of your own thoughts is always terrible, too. Anyway, um, anyway. on to the slate of games. Uh, <laughs> we've got Kansas City at Baltimore kicking off the AFC side for this divisional round. Um, we've got Baltimore winning. And I, I believe last week we got all the picks right. Pretty much the favorites. And then um, who, who was the upset? And Kansas was City. Kansas City. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot they were an upset, which is weird. I, I was like, that is odd. Anyway, but yes. So we've got Baltimore here. 44 and a half total. Baltimore favored by four. That's up a point, or I guess a point further from from the three point spread. So people are people are sipping the perp as as we're gonna call it here. <laughs> so um, injury wise, the main thing is Mandrews. It looks like he's gonna be back. He's been practicing in full for a few days. He got some in last week too, but they're like we're gonna stick to our plan. He's not gonna play, all that. So and they um, did not otherwise. Yeah, no, they they were fine. Once they started calling the plays that worked, according to uh, Todd Munkin's <laughs> wife, wife. <laughs> things went well. And I guess Lamar like cussed him out at half not cussed him out at halftime, but he said there was a lot of lot of cussing in his halftime speech. Yeah, I think he, you know, they were just saying like, "Hey, we're not playing our best right now." Mm-hmm. Except now you just throw in a couple expletives, and that's mm-hmm. that's how it goes. And probably you know a few words you've just never heard of, and then yeah, you know, that's the Ravens. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
And then other injuries, uh, main ones, Marlon Humphrey. He was out last week, but he's gotten in two limiteds. So looking positive there. Having him back is going to be huge as we kind of talk about some of these individual matchups and things that got exploited last week. On the Chiefs side, um, so for Thursday practices, we're recording this Thursday night to try to get this out a little sooner. Um, Derek Nandi didn't practice, and then Joe Tooney did not practice. Um, Mike Edwards got a limited. He's in concussion protocol, so he just has to get through that. And then uh, Willie Gay, who was out for, who got knocked out um, with his neck thing, he's been limited as well. And then Kadarius Tony might be back. Just someone to take some more snaps and make things annoying. Yeah. Um, I'll also, Pacheco hasn't practiced this week, but I think he's going to go. I think they're mostly just giving him a lot of rest. He's he's pretty much said he's going to play. Yeah. So I'm not... I think it's just rest. You've earned yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think with Tooney, that is. Because I saw a pec strain, I'm like, ah, oh, you never know. But like with Lyman, you definitely need your pec muscles a lot for that pushing motion. Yeah. Um, so as of now, I think I saw yesterday. Yeah. According to Rap, um, Andy Reid kind of made it sound like he was unlikely to play. But keep keep an eye on that. Just because with strains and stuff, that's something that can just feel very different day to day. And Lyman are insane. Yeah, linemen are insane, but that's also something that if you aggravate during the game, which will almost certainly happen if it's your pec muscle and you're a guard, um, that's just going to like get worse and worse throughout the game. So Yeah, like... He might end up playing. I would say his chance of playing the whole game is really, really slim. I don't know. But yeah, like it's one of those things of where... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... After this weekend, we've got you know two whole weeks of the Super Bowl, so they might say, "Hey, let's get just let that like three give you three weeks, or well, maybe I guess four at that point of rest." Um, I know it'd be three. Um, my brain brain's messed up right now. Anyway, um, yeah, three weeks of rest. My brain is counting extra. Mm-hmm. And I think after three weeks, when you have a strain, like if you just let it rest the whole time, you can come back and play a game. So I think they'd rather do that than risk him being after the Super Bowl as well. Yeah. And like you said, possibly losing him halfway through. But anyway, um, rest of the stuff, yeah, Mike Edwards, he's just going to get through protocol. That's a really big one uh, just because of how tight end heavy Baltimore is and Willie Gay because of Lamar. And also Mike Edwards on that too. So, yeah. And Nandi for So, like, there's a lot of key injury watches for, for the Chiefs here. Well, yeah, um, it's basically one at each part of the group, like the D tackle, the linebacker, the corner, and the safety. And uh, I don't know. I feel like Willie Gay is one of the is probably my biggest impact in terms of yeah, if gosh. he's out, that's really shitty. They do still have Nick Bolton, but you you need to have some kind of spy on Lamar, or yeah, you're just gonna lose. I'll double check this we go, but I'm pretty sure like Bolton's the better coverage, Willie Gay's the better run stopper. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, they need all the Mm-hmm. So like that helps, but yeah. So with all that injury intact, you know, factored in, where where are you at on this game? And like what? So I guess what's pushing you to Baltimore overall to start? Um, I think that the Chiefs have been fortunate in the sense that they've gotten to play against two straight teams that have nothing over the middle of the field, which is a mostly a result of just injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, you know, works for their offense very well, which is to run the ball and do very short passes 
to Rice and Kelsey and not have to rely on outside receivers doing anything. Um, against Baltimore, that won't work. And mm-hmm. I was kind of telling you how Baltimore, all they really need to do is the tree defense. And talking about tree the tree. Deep. <laughs> Are you heard of three deep? Now we're talking tree deep where you got the roots are sort of your uh, D line and your pass rush extending outward. And then you got that trunk in the middle. That's where, you know, if you can block out that entire lane, that's a big part of the chief's offense. And then you have your kind of uh, coverage over the top, your four guys, corners and safeties. Those are your leaves of your tree there. Um, So the problem for me is I, I really don't think Kansas City is going to do very much offensively. And that's why I'm taking Baltimore. Because I trust the Ravens to score even against a good defense. I don't really trust the Chiefs to be able to score if they have to rely on other things. And that's... And and like as in the receivers <laughs> as in the receivers yeah cuz i'm sorry the receivers are dog water like i like i like Rasheed rice that's it uh mvs is garbage to me and so is tony for that matter and Mikol. uh watson's okay at least yeah yeah for, he he's <laughs> he's fine as like a third maybe fourth receiver you know but he's he's their second receiver third option it's you know not not ideal there um He's got the best hands of the remaining receivers, we can say, well, yeah, almost certainly. True. Yeah, if you, gave, pretty... if you put Watson's hands on MVS or Tony, you'd actually have, like, a decent wide receiver. Yeah, there we go. Um, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, talk to get, getting with those guys, I guess. The the Kansas City side's an interesting one, because we've talked a lot about how, like, the, tr- the, tr- the treaty, and then how <laughs> Kansas City might attack it, so... Their main production, aside from like you know, Pacheco, is Kelsey and Rice, who operate a lot in the middle. Yep. Rice has gotten outside more lately, and him being able to win is going to pretty much be one of the huge determining factors here. Because if like if Humphrey were out and we were going to have Rice on Darby, I'd be like, okay, like there's a much better chance here. But I don't like how Rice matches up against Humphrey. I don't think that's a right. good one-on-one for him. So. That's tough on the outside for him. So we kind of talked about they're going to have to get the guys inside to outside, basically. Lots exactly. of tight end leaks, crossers, all that jazz. So those flat runs. Yeah. Basically trying to work the middle a ton where they'll pretty much have Mahomes go, okay, who who is Kyle Hamilton got in his zone and go away from that? <laughs> like, yeah. and I think a game plan where you say, hey, Mahomes, go like be perfect is not like a bad game plan <laughs> in a sense because like, no. If you if you tell him, hey, like we're gonna set this up, just make the right read every single time, and don't and you know don't mess up. Like you could run too. Like he's gonna like ninety five plus percent of the time make the right choice. For sure. The problem is he, need. yeah, <laughs> he's going to. But yes. um, and like this is in Baltimore where it's gonna be presumably cold. I don't know how cold exactly. Possibly a little windy, a little rainy. So it makes it worse for the receivers. Um, but, you know, I was I was watching back through the uh, Texans game to see, like, where Schultz got his production. And it was all, like, either on Queen or Darby. So, yeah. like, they're going to try their best to take advantage of Queen as much as they can. Yep. Like, Which I think, they, if, um, yeah. If they, if, like, if they see Kelsey on Queen at all, like, that's probably, probably their sweet spot they want to go for. 
for sure. And I think the flip side of that is Noah Gray. Like I, I'll be, I do not and do not plan on taking a single Kansas City wide receiver in any DFS format whatsoever. Like I'll just say that to start off. I do have some interest in Noah Gray because I would imagine if Hamilton is on Kelsey, then Gray is going to be able to leak out and get open. And if Hamilton has to stop and get on Gray, because Gray's been getting like six catches this drive, then Kelsey's going to be... So I really... Mm -hmm. Like, whoever is going to be on Queen, and I do think that it'll mostly be Gray, because I kind of think Hamilton might try to stick himself to Kelsey for a lot of the game. Um, It's probably smart, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's what I would do. I'd be like, hey, just attach yourself to Kelsey's hip and (laughs) we'll probably win. Um, I haven't really been that impressed with the Chiefs offense this year. I think they got kind of lucky with their playoff scheduling, just in the sense that they got to play the Dolphins without any of their defense and then the Bills without most of their defense um yeah like they they thank the afc north and now they got to play the afc north (laughs) yeah um i don't think this is going to be like a slaughter because the chiefs are still the chiefs andy Reid's still Mm -hmm. a good coach their defense is still very good i just don't really see kansas city being able to move the ball very well i their left tackle gets a lot of pre-snap penalties and they're in baltimore which is very loud. I would say the Texans were not prepared for how loud it was in Baltimore. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> um, so I see pre-snap penalties for them. If Joe Tooney's out, then I don't even really like their run game that much. Um, I don't still, anyway. But... <laughs> it's not going to be horrible like because they're going to need it to be something, but it's not my favorite. Like To be honest, I think the only reason the Chiefs have a chance in this is because of Mahomes' ability to scramble and play a uh, scramble catch ball too where he's either running scrambling or he is scrambling and the receiver scrambles with him and finds an open spot that's pretty much it for me. yeah and like i i, I bet mahomes rushing Stephen mahomes anytime touchdown just because i feel like he's gonna have to run a ton this game yep and with, with all of what you said, it just at a certain point, it's like, does he trust the receivers? And like Baltimore, it's so weird. Baltimore being a zone heavy, non blitzing defense. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, and like, that's like the worst thing for the Chiefs. Like, you, if you blitz Mahomes, Dunzo, if you, you know, if you can like actually play zone well, because like the Chiefs receivers aren't good against man. So like the ideal scenario is a zone, but like when you have a good non blitz heavy zone, I feel like it kind of like limits a lot. Cause like they, they want to have rice yak. They want to have Kelsey yak. Like, and if they can't yak, they're just getting five and six yards every time they connect on a play. So. Right. And I mean the bills game, it, it didn't even feel like they stopped them ever. Like there were, there no, mean, yeah. how many third downs were there? They punted like once. I mean, <laughs> and a fake punt that messed up. Oh my god! Uh, quick side rant. This is totally off topic. I really think the Bills need to move on from McDermott. And probably, I I know that he's done well. He has got them far into the playoffs every single year. But I've said it before. He's kind of like the Irish Marvin Lewis. I like him. I think he's a great dude. I think he builds culture and puts a good team together. But he can't get him over the hump. And there was every single time they're in a very pivotal game. 
there's some kind of stupid shit that happens, and he is always on the wrong side of it. <laughs> they didn't. I, squib I mean, the, you're right. Yeah, you know, they didn't squib the kick. They had the stupid fake punt. I'm just little things. But th- when you're at the best of the best in the playoffs, those little things can be the difference. Mm-hmm. And sorry, that was my quick rant. Like the Bills, this should be the Bills Ravens most likely. The, the Chiefs were not given any handouts in that game. Like, I didn't see. In fact, I kind of feel like the Bills were given more. <laughs> the bill, As far as, like, luck-based stuff goes, the Bills were favored on luck-based stuff. Like, that right? first drive especially. The fact that they got points off that first drive was absolutely insane. I know. But, and, like, <laughs> I, I the side of, the like... Zone. Yeah, like, they benefited a lot from just random shit. <laughs> and... I guess the drops went the other way for once for Kansas City, but I mean that's not that's not a luck thing. That's just kind of that's a skill based thing on the receivers. But yeah, and as I, far I, as random <laughs> bullshit, the Bills were the lucky side. Absolutely. And the only thing that I do think is funny is even Chiefs fans are like, well, you know, that's kind of what we get for giving it to Miko again. <laughs> the funniest thing <laughs> is like the Swifties being like, why is Hardman getting the ball? He sucks. <laughs> Which, again, this week against Baltimore, please do not give Miko Hardman the ball. We want a good game. <laughs> I feel like they're going to not that much this time because, like, <laughs> Baltimore is going to make them pay for that. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel uh, like we're going to get a lot of two tight end, also because of just, like, Baltimore's defense in general and their pass rush. So it's like a nice confluence for Noah Gray there. Um, on the other side, though, so Baltimore, I feel like they're just going to run a lot. Like, if, if Gay... And Edwards are out. Like they're just gonna run so much. Yeah, and I can't exactly remember my thought process for this, and for that I apologize. But when I did a DraftKings lineup on, I think Monday, whenever it was first available, and I immediately slotted in Gus Edwards. Whatever my train of thought was on that was I want Gus in this game. So yeah, I couldn't. I've been torn between him and Hill. Hill's the cheaper one. He got more work last week um it's pretty much gus in like the obvious pure run spots gus is getting the ball yeah and then anything ambiguous and like the the red zone's kind of tougher too because like unless they're at the one like where it's gus then like <laughs> they're putting hill out there and giving the stuff more like more variability and okay lamar gonna run it in it's gonna go to justice hill like in the past like so it's kind of annoying split so like what so I guess maybe jogging your memory from that with Gus, was it something based around them getting ahead and going pure run or what are you thinking? No, I don't think that was it. I can't, I really can't remember what it was. Um, maybe it'll come to me. It might yeah, have I'll, been. It, I'll pull my, uh, I don't think it was the injuries either for the Chiefs. There was something where I went. That would I make want, sense at least. Yeah, that would make sense. Both of those would make sense. But neither of those, I think, are the reason why. I just was like, I need Gus this week. They're, let's see, their line <laughs> matchup's the best this week. Um, like, for sure, by a pretty good margin. Like, the pow- power rate's all good. Run DVOA's good. I mean, there's just a lot lot of good there on the run matchup. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to chalk we... it up to a mozzie feeling. But it's now, I, I've got one of those of later. <laughs> no, yeah, there there is muscle for the the run game in general. It's just like, who's your pick? Yeah, who's um, it gonna be? As far so, I guess as far as roster percentage goes, um, Gus is less popular than Justice Hill, probably just price based. 
probably price based. Because you you save the seven hundred, so. The thing is, is this weekend you can pretty much get at least a couple of guys that you want and still make a very sound lineup. Yeah, there's a lot of cheap receivers they kind of left in there to make it work. <laughs> like, McCaffrey's expensive, obviously, Amonral is, but he's not even that much. Like, aside from McCaffrey, you're not really getting, like, strapped for money here. Yeah. So, but anyway, rest of the Ravens, though. So, the injuries will kind of play a lot into some of this stuff. Because, um, like, if Edwards is out, that makes it a lot easier on the tight ends. And speaking of the tight ends, like, they... I mean, that's Baltimore. They just love the tight ends. And I'm kind of curious how stuff gets aligned in the secondary here. Because, we you know, we've had have Snee just kind of, like, blanketing guys for a bit. Like, I don't know if, how much he's actually going to be on Zay. Because, like, they do move Zay around so much. And he gets enough slot time that he's not, like, sticking to a spot. So I don't know if Snee's got to stick on him. If he's going to be on Odell more. Or like what's I don't know I'm not kind of sure what this secondary for Kansas City is going to be doing. That's where I got a little unsure. Yeah, I really can't speak much to that. Just I, Sneed does. I mean, he did kind of shadow Reek. Yeah, like I, my ex- expectation is that he'll probably like Zay will probably see a pretty good amount of Sneed. Now I don't know if we'll follow him into the slot the whole time, but like again, Baltimore likes to go a lot to a tight end. He'll probably just have a lot of Sneed on him. So like. I yeah I wasn't really big on Zay here. Not that like I think he's gonna suck, but it's not the easiest point of attack. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Um, I mean that's the problem with you know facing the Ravens is you know even if you're a team like the Jets that has three good corners take away they three of their have... receivers, then you, they're just gonna run on you like. Are uh, you taking away Nelson Aguilar? Like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really torn on if i want to just key in likely again that's a really big one so there's no denying that he has a good rapport with lamar he's gonna still get playing time even if mandrews is back and healthy um i don't know like if you're the chiefs how do you choose between covering likely or mandrews yeah no it does suck (laughs) (laughs) i feel like they're both gonna be on the field a good amount um just get, again, as much as Baltimore likes to go to tight end, heavy sets, all that shit. Um, so I, because what, because when Mandrews was in, they they would go to tight end a little bit more. Um, they don't they don't as much with Monken. Like they ha- they have actually not been that too tight end heavy this season. There have been spots where they do a little more, but they they also have you know Patrick Ricard, who kind of eats up a spot in that regard sometimes. Yeah. Just as a a heavy spot, I'll call it. Um, <laughs> My, my, anyway, my thought, though, is that Mandrews will be... So if he's back, they held him out last week, even after full practice. He's getting a full this week. We kind of said last week they're probably not going to play him until he's actually all good to go. Right. And it looks like he's playing. Looks like he's all good to go. So DFS-wise, if we're talking prices, like, he's not a whole lot more than likely. At least on the DraftKings, it's only 700 more. I don't remember the exact on Fandle, but it's not a big difference either. And so, like, if I'm going Ravens tight end... Like ideally, I'd like to find the 700 to get to Mandrews. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, we know that rapport as well is oh yeah, wonderful. So, and like looking at like re- like receiver prices, like because I know we like to talk about two tight end a lot in the in the playoffs. Um, there's not really anyone around 5K, but like in between them, we actually have like Jawan Jennings, 
who if, if Devo's out is a pretty interesting option. Right. So that's kind of like the weird like pivot from one to one of them if you're going to tight end. Um, but I'm gonna have to see how roster percentage shakes out because if like if Mandrews isn't popular, that's one that's like well, I might have to just take that. Um, but that again, like that, the desire to do that kind of depends on some of the injuries and stuff too. Um, but in general, like compared to the next game, I'm not super into this one. Like, I'm really not. I think either. it's gonna be kind of gross. Like, I probably want a defense from here. Like the Baltimore defenses sounds kind of ideal. I'm, yep. I'm fine going like Lamar, like just Lamar or like Lamar and one Raven. Like I don't, I don't even care if it's a running back and like then their defense because. I mean, we saw Josh Allen last week. Not that they're one to one, but Lamar is probably going to run a lot this week. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I don't think it's a super high scoring game. I'm not ready to take the under. Um, if it's rainy and shitty, then I might. But right now, it's not looking like it's going to be too bad. There, there's a good chance there's some rain and a little wind, but I just that's. It's gonna kind of be depend on the temperature, I think, at that point. Because like when there's a when there's some rain and some wind, it's not ideal. But I mean, we saw what was it like Eagles and Bills pop off. I mean, obviously it's the Eagles, but yeah, it's a little better for defenses. But it, it's not like a huge deal when it's just a bit. If it ends up getting terrible, then that gonna that's gonna change things. But well, I'm I'm just thinking like if there's rain and these receivers for the Chiefs already can't catch. Oh, what I mean, chance yeah. do they have now? <laughs> exactly this, it kind of exacerbates it more and i think the one guy we didn't really talk about much was pacheco i do think he'll catch a good amount of balls but i do too. i don't like i don't like the run matchup for him like i took his rushing under on a bet because it was like 63 and a half i'm like i don't think he's gonna get there but yeah. like i'm sure he'll probably catch five or six passes and get 40 receiving yards or something like that but like it would not surprise me if Mahomes had more rushing yards than Pacheco this game. I think I, I bet his over and then <laughs> Pacheco's <laughs> under. I'm not like calling for that, but I, it I mean wouldn't he's, surprise he's led me. them before. Yeah. If like the, the the rushing totals is just it's Lamar, then Mahomes, then Gus, <laughs> then Justice, then <laughs> Pacheco. Yeah. And yeah, like his scrimmage yards, he might be fine, but it's not really a direction mm-hmm. I want to go, especially with the next game coming up. Yeah, so going to that, it's uh, Detroit at San Fran. We're both taking Detroit here, actually. Nice. Um, 51.5 point total, San Fran minus 7. Um, injury-wise, there's a couple big ones. So um, for the Lions, the main one is uh, Jonah Jackson. It's not looking wonderful for him. I don't think he's going to play um, based on how the injury looked and kind of the recent stuff after he that he underwent surgery so he's most likely not gonna play because <laughs> they're they had to repair his meniscus so i'm assuming he's out yeah. um that's how i'm operating um ragnall got real banged up he like sprained two things but he's gonna play i think um he hasn't been practicing makes sense but it didn't he sprain he, his knee and his ankle and then came back in yeah so like <laughs> i i think he's gonna play <laughs> this how week, much just... these fucking lions want to win man i love it yeah now if if frank ragnow is out and then we're missing ragnow and jonah jackson i may change my pick um well i'm gonna concede that i do fully think that san fran should be the favorite i'm taking detroit because i really want like that's who i'm gonna be rooting for all game and i don't want to be like rooting for like san fran yeah here just 
so I'm right. Like you know, like I just I I gotta take the Lions. I picked them in my bracket challenge thing to win this game, and I'm I'm gonna admit it's a little dicey. I do think San Fran is gonna cook offensively, um, but you know my heart is is there with MCDC and the Lions, so I I just gotta yeah. do it. I mean, if we want to talk about vibes, like <laughs> Dan is gonna totally out Alpha Shanny at some point. Oh, like, God, I'd love to watch them get in a fight. It would be over so fast. You just gotta intimidate him from across the field, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I yeah, I made the pick a bit ago, like oh, I want to see that matchup because I think the Lions could win because the Lions do match up well against the Niners defense. Um, a lot of that based on the O-line. So now if we find out that Detroit's missing two linemen, like that's going to kind of ruin some of the excitement there. But if yeah. they're just missing one guard, not ideal, but that's that's overcomable. Like, especially when you have a whole strong line when you're just missing a guard, like everyone else can kind of fill in. I don't know who they're going to put in because they've... So their backup guards, they've got Colby Source, all and then Coyote um, Awosika. A lot of, lot of weird sequences of letters in that name that I'm not used to reading. <laughs> um, I should say weird, but unusual for me. Um, anyway, so yeah, they've got those two guards who have both played some throughout the year. I could also, like, they've got Dan Skipper as a backup Dan tackle. Skipper. Like I would, Yeah, it's like, I don't know if they would want to shift him inside or what. Um, other thought is, like, we might see Sam Laporta blocking a bit more. Um, they do So they do have Anthony Ferkser on the roster for him to block because i mean that's what he'd be for so i wouldn't be surprised if like either he comes in a lot and is a two tight end block i don't know if they're gonna have Ertz elevated that's kind of been something they talked about he's there they've got him on the practice squad they haven't really talked about if they're gonna elevate him or not because brock wright their other tight end is also now on ir so the tight ends have just all been dying uh, for telling you man sure dan campbell's gonna put on some pads <laughs> Dude, he fucking would too even if it's for one play is that allowed can the coach put on some pads and go catch a touchdown i think it should be required <laughs> every coach needs uh, to play five snaps dan just saves his for the championship game. <laughs> hey, man. Oh man, but yeah so Ertz, my lean is he doesn't go this week if i have to pick but it's not like it's something that i'm really concerned about for any other purpose besides just is he in or not um so depending on how much they trust Ferkser. I think he could be blocking a lot, but again, there's a chance we see Laporta blocking a lot more than usual because he is actually a really good blocker. They just don't have him do it a ton because he's also a really good receiver. So yeah. it's kind of a funny spot um, on that. So that that's kind of my only hesitation on Laporta is kind of like what the Lions end up having to do versus San Fran because it is like a fine matchup for him like with how zone heavy they are and with kind of the depletion in the uh, safety group for San Fran. But I'm, I'm a little torn on him. I, gu- I guess I'll ask you the tight end whisperer where you are on Laporta. I would rather have Kittle. Same, yeah. Um, that's that's kind of the thing. <laughs> I would yeah. rather have Kittle. I, I love Laporta, but the Lions have not been great against tight ends this whole year. Mm-hmm. It worked, it's worked every week, basically. And, you know, if I'm the Lions, and they've had a pretty good like run stopping force up front that is going to be tested, but they're going to devote a lot to stopping McCaffrey. Then I really do think Kittle is the guy to own this week. Oh yeah. Like 
that's not it's not a secret. I think a lot of people are gonna be going there. Yeah. I plan to go there. It's a great spot. Um, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in an amazing smash spot here. Um, I don't think we need to talk about that a ton. Uh, <laughs> um, I like at Yuke a lot. I think you do as well against those outside corners. Yeah, those are kind of the two guys I really want. And it's why most of my lineups I've ended up with Purdy. Um, even though, like, I'm taking the Lions, I do think this is a pretty nice scoring game. Uh hopefully all around but i really like Ayuk because cameron sutton's been absolutely awful <laughs> yeah he's and been I getting really torched like, i really like kittle so i'm like all right that's two guys that i think are going for like a hundred and a touchdown i like i should probably take purdy yeah no like i have been doing a lot of purdy and golf because they're pretty much around the same price so it's kind of just okay how does it fit with whatever stack i go Exactly. Because I also like Amon Ra a lot, <laughs> who yep. gets a zone-heavy defense. Um, they're going to need his quick route, so the pass rush starts getting there. He's got an easier slot matchup. Again, just like everything we want for the for a matchup. Just like three three guys in this game are just in like amazing spots. Yeah, I'm kind of taking that, not overthinking it, and then just working from there. And if if something goes wrong, whatever, fuck it, I'll <laughs> die on that hill of the great matchups. But yeah. On two no, games I'm, late, I'm, I'm going to start there and then figure it out after. I'm the same. Any lineup I do has Gibbs, Amon-Ra, Ayuk, and Kittle. And then I work from there. Yeah, so so the <laughs> running backs, I guess that's the next thing. I, we'll start with Gibbs and the Lions because I think that's a little more interesting to kind of break down. Um, San Fran's run D has been kind of weird this year. They've been perceived solid and have been solid at times. But the way Green Bay gashed them, I'm like... right. Gibbs and Aaron Jones are pretty similar, like archetype guys. Yeah. So I, I think he can fit that role with how yeah, Green no. Bay ran on them. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where a lot of times you'll see teams who have a quote unquote good run D, and then like three games of the year they'll face teams that like have a good run blocking out line and will get thrashed. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of what happened. <laughs> um, so I I can see the lines making that work. I'm I like Gibbs more than Monty here just because of the predicted total in this game, they might need some of his explosiveness more. Yeah. And I think the speed of Detroit is going to be huge here um, with Gibbs. And then also with Jamo. I, so Jamo <laughs> is sort of my mozzie call. Hey. Um, <laughs> there's a little bit of muscle to it. So it's a kind of a funny thing. We, I was on him two weeks ago. You're on him last week and we've kind of gotten double cucked by Reynolds here. Um, yeah. I, so one, so I, I very instantly, right when we had this matchup, I was like Jamo, and I'm like, okay, let me figure out why. And <laughs> the the corner matchup wasn't like anything that stuck out, but I think the general Jamo skill set is more of what it, I like here. So the 49ers secondary, like their corners and their safeties, I think they match up better on Reynolds than they do on Jamo. So I think they'll have an easier time stopping Reynolds because um, they're they're zone heavy. They're aggressive, and I don't think Reynolds has that. Like, he doesn't have the game-breaking speed to make them kind of pay for their, you know, aggressiveness at all. And then with um, one of their safeties is out, too. So, like, oh, with, like, Hufanga, and the, I don't know if I have another guy out, but their safeties are both too slow to catch Jamo if he gets <laughs> past uh, the second, like, the corners at all. Like, they, they both were, like, a 4-5 or 4-6, and they're talking about Jamo here. So, like, they're not catching him if he busts free. So, it's more, like, in... 
if they got the time for that, which with the Detroit line and as long as they have Radnowood, they probably do have the time to like get some of those going. And as we've maintained, the Niners secondary is not not good. Yeah. They just don't have to be very often. So yeah, I, lo- I like Jamo here just for the upside with the speed. I think the speed is going to kind of be what Detroit is going to need to rely on here. Man, I hope so. I was going to say, like, Charvarius Ward does sound like a really good matchup for Josh Reynolds. Like, a mat- good matchup for the Niners against Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying, like, Ward will probably not be on him the whole game. But Reynolds probably will get him enough. Whereas, I like Jamison Williams against... If he has to get, like, Diamador Lenoir... If he or Ambry Thomas, depending on who, who oh, he was so bad last week. <laughs> like, that's really nice. Obviously, Detroit will have to make sure that they're establishing the run um, just so that Goff can have enough time to get him some of those deep throws. But we've seen Jamison Williams not just be a deep threat guy now. He's actually mm-hmm. getting some quick stuff, too. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I like it been waiting for jmo to blow up and i really hope it's this game yeah me me too i'm i'm, I'm hoping so i'm i'm feeling it again <laughs> there there is the mozzie scent and then i had like muscle muscle my way to the analysis you know um <laughs> so so the uh, niners corner is like where they're fairly zone heavy they do also kind of stick to sides so wards on the defensive left and then um ambry thomas is on the right right so they, they can kind of just arrange how they want to in, in that sense yeah i We've been saying it all year. San Fran's secondary is not good. I'm not saying they're bad, but they are definitely the product of an extremely good pass rush um, that hasn't had to do a whole lot. And mm-hmm. if the Lions O-line, especially, and that's kind of like the good thing about both Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell being fully healthy, is if they can just seal that edge, then... They've got a yeah. good shot to hold up. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, the um, the one thing I that did run through my head was if we get a scenario where Detroit is able to like, so say they get the ball, score right away, they get a turnover, score right away, and they're up 14-0 pretty quickly. I can see the Lions trying to like really one like hammer on defense and just force more of that and then two like if they are up 10 points or more and have the ball i feel like they would love to slam 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 and just eat eat the clock up and try to not let the niners get back in it um oh for sure so like saying all that i think in dfs one pairing what i think is is a fine option is if you go lions d and montgomery um not so it's not my favorite but i think <laughs> as far as dfs you know game theory all that goes it makes a ton of sense to it does. like and this is this is a large fielding like in a big contest you stat game one and then go monty lions d yeah again gross and like it do it like even talking about it i'm like this doesn't feel right but <laughs> i mean we're talking about two games where you, you know if if shit goes wrong in one, like you're you're golden. Like so, like I I I am gonna have a milli lineup or two where I take you know Lions D and Monty or maybe even both both Lions running backs and their defense just 
one like Monty and the Lions DR cheap, so you yeah. can get a lot of good players doing that. And then because I don't mind like going up San Fran pass catcher with it. Like if you say Kittle's the struggle target, and then you go Monty Lions D, you have a lot of money to work with. But that that, that was just like a game theory thing I wanted to touch on in the sense that like it makes sense to do. I don't know if I probably won't do it in my main single entry because I don't think I'll need to. But I think it's a good large field idea. I do like it, especially if you are on the side of, you know, Lions winning. They're going to have to force some turnovers. And it hasn't happened a lot, but we have seen Purdy with a couple turnover games. Yeah, and so if Debo's out, which I guess we can kind of touch on the Sanford injuries now, that's pretty much the one is Debo. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I... My initial thought was Shaney's just going to be coy with this and be an asshole and he's not going to play, um, which I think was a fair assumption. <laughs> um, so Debo got a limited in today on Thursday when recording. Um, he out there running around, catching passes, good stuff. The issue, though, is like he's not going to take contact until like game time. Yeah. So I still don't know if he's going to be active. That might be something they kind of test and go, oh, shit, like you can't take a hit right now and then you know b if he does play you're running a huge risk of re-injury i think definitely so it's it's tough for me and like it's not i don't it's also not a matchup i'd love for him either like even if he's healthy he's still my third favorite niner pass catcher yes yeah no i'm in i'm the same way i still definitely like Ayuk, and i still definitely want kittle you know like mm-hmm. those are the guy. Those are the two guys I want, kind of regardless of if Debo's in. Um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I real, I really don't know. It sounded like he was in a lot of pain, and it's like they thought it was. It was in so much pain that he thought it was a fracture, and it wasn't. Which is yeah. Good. I still don't. I still don't know if it was the same shoulder as the first one or not. I've seen like differing things on if it was. So like, my first thought was, oh, it's the same shoulder. It's. I, I doubt it. But if it's not the same shoulder, it makes it a little easier. Um, again, I still haven't found out which one it is. I don't know why it's so fucking hard to find out which shoulder he hurt. This one is his left shoulder. It is? Okay. The last one was his right shoulder. Because when it first came out, everyone was reporting, oh, it's the same shoulder, the blah, blah, blah. And then I saw, wait, it's his left shoulder. I'm like, okay, which one fucking is it? Like, tell me which shoulder it is. If it's his left <laughs> shoulder, it's at least a different one. Because, um, yeah, like, he missed those two games with the sh- right shoulder thing. His, um, in, like, week eight and nine, I think it was. Yeah. But... Anyway, so rest of the Niners, though. Um, CMC, obviously, gets the ball a ton. Um, I, think, I For me, I, I like his pass catching a lot this week, too, just in the sense of, you know, we know Detroit's stout in the middle. Not that San Fran can't run it, obviously. but Yeah, though, he's still going to get some chunk plays. He's still going to be worth his price point. Yeah. And so that's where I think if you're going, <laughs> I you Kittle, CMC, just pretty makes sense. Yeah. But if you don't think he's going to hit 30, if you think he's only going to hit 20, then I might lean dropping down to Gibbs because that's kind of where I think Gibbs is at. Gibbs has just been so so fucking good these playoffs that I feel like I can't leave him out. He has been amazing. He's so good. Like, (laughs) he just is so, so good. Um, Like... Yeah, he and this is one thing we kind of talked about was like he's gonna get he's gonna get a lot of playoff work. He's going to be a big factor in the playoffs. He has been. It's been great. Yeah. Um, yeah. The pretty much the thing is I will probably have if I go McCaffrey. I'm probably also going like Justice Hill to save a bunch of money. 
Um, if I go Gibbs, it's like, okay, do I also go McCaffrey Bennett receiver? Do I go Gibbs and Gus? There's a lot of ways to kind of yeah mix and match at running back. Um, yeah, the, and the main thing is, yeah, is does McCaffrey get enough to be necessary? Because there, there's two factors to it. One, like how much does he lap running back? Two, like what does everyone else do? Like so, right? I'm like, oh, if if McCaffrey is at 28 and Gibbs is at 20, and then I, I it also kind of depends on everyone else. But like this. So McCaffrey gets twenty eight, Gibbs gets twenty, and then Amonra twenty six hundred more. Yeah, and then if Amonra gets like twenty four, and then you know Lamar gets thirty, but then you know the other quarterbacks all get twenty. It's like okay, like maybe CMC's not the guy you need, but if he gets thirty two and no running back gets above twenty and the quarterbacks don't pop off, it like there's you know. Right. If he's the if if no one's within ten points of him, then you obviously fucking need him, but. If, if there's enough people close at also making up ground, then it's so that's pretty much the decision you got to make: is does McCaffrey get thirty or not, and yeah. what does everyone else do from that? Are those what is it? I think Pacheco is the next most expensive at sixty-five. So is that twenty-five hundred worth? You know the McCaffrey. For me, I don't know if it is. I pretty much X Pacheco out of my pool, more or less. Right. Just because, like, Gibbs is right there, so I'm yeah. going to take Gibbs instead. Um, like, thinking, you know, the 2,500, if we say, okay, you want to 3x that, then we're looking at, what, seven and a half points? So, if we're, if we're just kind of, like, making it flat simple, you want to say, okay, McCaffrey needs to outscore the next running back by seven and a half. Right. Uh, obviously, it's, it's more nuanced than that, but just, you know, for, a, for an easy baseline to go off of, you know... If he's hitting 30 and gives that 22, you're about even. Um, th- the-, the gap you need gets a little smaller, I think, as you go up. But it's, yeah, it's a tough choice this week. But all that to say, I do like McCaffrey here, just of his touchdown equity and the catches. Like, he's just fantasy goodness here. Um, I was really bummed Elijah Mitchell got one single fucking snap last week. Oh, dude, That I sucked. Know. So I'm like... I'm not going back there because CMC is all good and they're not going to take him off the field. So I'm just going to... They're going to bite his kneecaps off, man. (laughs) Um, So I guess like CMC's matchup though, where where are you at on it? I think it's mostly PPR based. I do think he's going to get rushing work because, I mean, if you ask me, I think he is the MVP of the Niners. Um, Yeah. Which it's not me shitting on Purdy. Okay. Everyone who's butthurt that... Purdy's not in the MVP conversation because he's Hurdy not the MVP. For but like McCaffrey's the MVP of the Niners. When he's not playing, they're not as good. Uh, like he's still gonna get work. He's still gonna be solid. But I don't like. I don't think he hits thirty, and that's kind of why I'm not really looking his way. My very first lineup I did. Did not have him, and I don't think my next couple runs did. Yeah, so my first and second lineup I made didn't have him. Then I'm like, okay, let me get McCaffrey and make this work. Because, like, if I want Ayuk, Kittle, Amon-Ra, it gets tough to get McCaffrey in there. You pretty much, you yeah. have to go, you have to go no gray, basically, to, to make that work. <laughs> Which I don't hate, um, but I'm not. Like, I'm not taking Amon-Ra, Ayuk, or Kittle out of my lineups. I want all three of them. I can mm. see a couple others, but 
those three guys got to be in there and it's really tough with McCaffrey to make that work. Yeah. So like if you all, if you also want Lamar, things get like you can't you can't do McCaffrey. Um if you also want McCaffrey then you have to go no gray basically is how it plays out. Yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah, it's basically it's basically how you feel about uh Noah Gray and if you want Lamar, there's a lot to it. Um I mean, I like I'm not going to say don't play McCaffrey, but it's it's a tough lineup choice in that sense. Well, I will. Don't play him. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, play him because I'm not going to. And I want the leverage Someone's going to make some money. People. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the run matchup's not like that good. I mean, obviously it's fine because of San Fran, but like of the teams here, like it's not like a great run matchup. So yeah, I'm looking to see. But that doesn't like matter a ton for him. That's like that's the thing is it doesn't matter a ton for him because they can just dump it to him outside then let him go as long as Purdy doesn't fucking miss the dump offs gosh dude i mean that piss mccaffrey i got his total his receiving yard line at 32 and a half he hit 30 yards on 12 targets <laughs> and there were two that purdy just missed i'm like are you fucking kidding me um so we'll see how purdy does this week it, i don't think it's gonna be raining um so um and then so Jawan jennings is kind of the last guy to get to here um i mean it's just as Debo in or out, and that's kind of an interesting. That's more of a um, okay. So I guess if we know about if we find out Debo is out before the slate starts, where are you at with Jawan Jennings? Oh, I like him. Um, yeah, I mean, he I think was he's... just sort of the immediate Debo replacement because he is actually pretty good at blocking. As uh, what's his name learned on the Packers, Valentine. <laughs> yeah, um, either Valen, <laughs> Valentine or Spanish Valentine, which one? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I like him. I, if Debo's out, I think you can definitely play him. His price point, he did go up, right? Yeah, he's so he's 46. He's at a weird spot. Now. Yeah, because he was like 36 or 37 the other week, yeah, he which was, was great. Yeah. It's it's a little dicier now. Yeah, the, he fits in weirdly on the builds now is the, kind of the problem. Which I would rather get JMO. Just me. Yeah. So yeah, basically, like you kind of look at it like if you basically if you go to a tight end, you like go Kittle and Andrews, then Jennings actually fits in better. It's kind of weird how it works. Um, so it, yeah, he's in an odd spot, and it, even if we find out Debo's out, I'm not sure how popular Juwan Jennings gets just because of how weirdly he fits into builds. Like it's much like just you know above just below him's Odell, and then. Way below, you've got like Jamo, Reynolds, Bateman, and then, you know, Justin Watson even further down. Um, so it's kind of a weird salary spot. Like there's no one, there's no one remotely above him. Like that, like it's 46, and then you go up to Zay Flowers at 58. So receiver, there's no one near. It's he's more just like tight end comp to like Mandrews basically, which is yeah. kind of an odd spot. And then like Justice Hill is 200 more at, at running back, so you kind of hit a weird spot there. Um, I don't like dislike him. It's just like a weird pricing thing. I my kind of interest becomes if we don't know by the first game's lock, then like no one's gonna risk it on a two gamer. Yeah. So you get the advantage of if you have flexibility and like have a swap ready to like move someone to Jennings and on someone else down or whatever. Like I think that's the strategy I would probably go for just on principle of like oh I'm gonna get this guy in a good spot way lower roster than he should be. Um. That's pretty much my Jawan Jennings approach is 
if we yeah. know beforehand, I don't know if I'll go to him, but if we don't know beforehand, I'll probably try to set up to get to him if we then get the Debo news. Yeah, it's it sucks because he's 400 less than Mandrews, and that's like, okay, I can drop my Ravens D down to the Chiefs defense, and I could switch Purdy for Goff and get Mandrews instead of Jennings, and I, I don't think that is that bad of an idea. Yeah, so the lineup builds where I have Jennings, I did also have Mandrews and Kittle because, like, it was something where I didn't want to, like, put myself in a weird conundrum price-wise where it's like, oh, I could switch this and this and just have a tight end that's a better play. I, like, oh, I want to also have those two guys and get Jennings. So, like, so I've got a lineup where I've got Hill, Jennings, Mandrews, and Kittle. So I just have a ton of that price range. Um, And, yeah, it's kind of like, I think... If we know about Juwan beforehand, I think it makes a lot of sense to just get the double tight end there and really eat up that price range just so you're not kind of competing. But Yeah. It is kind of fun doing these lineups, though, and I just am not taking a single Chief. Dude, yeah, the only one... I, I've, I've, I've gotten some Noah Gray to, like I said, make those all fit, and then the occasional Justin Watson, but that's been about it. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't even... I don't think Mah- naked Mahomes is that bad, but I don't <laughs> really... You know, I'd rather have naked Lamar. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i don't like i think that's a fine choice too so it's kind of a there's a lot of there's a lot of ways i've gone with the lineups my main thought is you know very heavy second game and then a little bit from the first game kind of like a just like last week heavy on the nfc game and then hope the afc game's gross it's yeah. probably what i'm gonna try this week like i said i'll definitely have a lineup where i go more of the AFC game just to have, you know, one that kind of covers that base. I probably won't do a ton with that. I'll probably do like one or two and then be like, okay, if if it's gross, it's going to be probably right around this way. And then just go from there. I also don't think it's a problem to play like a defense against your quarterback or anything just because, you know, if you get through a turn touchdown or pick six, like your guy has to throw more. Yeah. And there's only four defenses. It's, you know, it's whatever. So... I will say I do like the defenses better from Ravens Chiefs just because I think it's oh, a yeah. lower scoring one. Um, but I think you can do the other game too, to be honest. Yeah, we don't, we the, don't know how are, it's going to go, but you know, potential is definitely there. Yeah, those are for sure the more popular defenses, like without a doubt. Ravens Chiefs. That's how it's. Yeah, that's how it's looking, and I think that makes sense just on everyone's initial lean is you know that game's the gross one yeah um so i guess that's one thing to keep in mind is like those are the popular defenses so it's like you know also looking at getting the niners defense low roster that's like oh in principle that seems like an interesting factor <laughs> um and so i mean yeah um oh one other guy i want to mention is khalif raymond he is questionable i don't think he practiced today either if he does play i think he's kind of interesting i don't know about dfs wise this is more of just like a bet like i bet is anytime touchdown um <laughs> Because if he's in, one, he's a returner, and then two, he actually matches up really, really well against the Niners. Um, he's good against zone. He plays out of the slot a fair amount. He's fast. Like, he's, like, archetype-wise, he's great here. Um, yeah. So, if he does play, I think he's kind of interesting. I, I assume he's min-price. He's 3-1, so basically min-price, yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty much min-price. So, if he, at that price, if he plays, it's, oh, it's not... It's not the worst option if he's uh... fifteen hundred cheaper than Juwan Jennings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, we won't know his play until uh, I, I should, we'll probably find 
out about him before the i'll probably find that out on saturday so i feel like there was one thing i wanted to get back to from the ravens game but i forget Hmm. No oh, gray, well. Justice Hill. We were talking about something in the second game, and it, and it triggered something in my brain, but then I forgot. Lower um, score. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about um, how Ronald Darby was asked last week. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, as I was talking about the, the Dalton Schultz thing, so all his production came when he was either on Patrick Queen or he went outside and had Ronald Darby on him. And, dude, those two were really bad last week. Patrick Queen still sucks, by the way. Yeah, he just has I, so many guys around him. Yeah, he's like, um, you know, you have like a shit sandwich, but like the bread is really good and it's got really good cheese on it. And like, if you just eat the shit by itself, you're like, this is shit. But you wrap it up in like artisan bread and cheese all around it. You're like, oh, this is actually not bad. Um, He's getting a, so much attention and I'm not really sure why. Like, he's still not good. Yeah. And, like, speaking of another not good linebacker, um, Jack Campbell got on the all-rookie team, and I didn't understand that. It's because his last name's Campbell, and he plays for Dan Campbell. Yeah. I have there just been no other good... Like, so, Ivan Pace, Byron Young, and then Jack Campbell. Like, are there just no other good rookie linebackers? Because Jack Campbell has, like, not played that much. He's been bad. Like, <laughs> so, I don't know why he made it. Like, okay, maybe bad, but, like... He's not been good, so see, like CMC is gonna make him look fucking stupid at some point. Yeah, he didn't play very much until like November. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, November is when he his tackles shot up from like four or five a game to nine. Yeah, he, um, he's just not been that good. He was terrible against the Packers on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean maybe he'll get better, but I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, Patrick Queen, man, he has just not been. <laughs> going back to him yeah i don't yeah i don't know why there's so much i mean he's i don't know it's just he and roquan smith are the duo so he gets some love too but yeah queen's been bad and i feel like he's gonna look stupid at some point in this game too like andy reed for sure knows like hey, we gotta go after this guy <laughs> gotta take his nuggies gotta take his nuggies <laughs> yeah roquan smith's been a lot better like oh, that well, he's awesome yeah, he's been, a, he's been a really good fit here for the Ravens, and the mic'd ups for him are great. And Kyle Van but... Noy's been really good, and Jadavian Clowney's yeah. actually been pretty <laughs> good, which is what's funny. Oh, gosh, yeah, the way everyone just, like, fit, and, like, Jadavian Clowney having his best year as well. <laughs> and I love Michael Pierce, the uh, D-tackle in the center. Dude, he, uh, he hit, like, 15 miles an hour, like, trying to chase <laughs> down Stroud. That's absurd. That's so much momentum. <laughs> My dude's getting horsepower in here. Yeah, man. He's 350 Polo pounds, and that's like, he, it might be a little generous. It might be like 360. <laughs> My guy's an athlete with every syllable. Yeah, man. <laughs> dude's a horse. Oh, gosh. But um, anyway, <laughs> I think we we spent an hour on two games. I think we got every nook and cranny of those. Uh, I, I, know, I don't know about you, but I was like, I got to get everything out of these games. We're almost out of them, so... Yeah, I wanted to get all the tidbits I could. Um, Is there but, um? Yeah. Are, are there showdowns for these? I assume. Yeah. I didn't mention so. any kickers. I did. I don't know if it's really necessary, but like, I would probably take Tucker. Um, shocker. Yeah, I like both the kickers in that game actually. Yeah, I would not take the kickers in Detroit San Fran because a Dan Campbell's gonna fucking go for it on fourth down and go for two, 
and um, San Fran's kicker sucks. So yeah, and then Detroit's got a replacement kicker. Like the, the kickers aren't like exceptional by any means. And then, which are, are there just no other rookie kickers? Because so Brandon Aubrey doesn't count as a rookie because he played in like the spring leagues. Mm-hmm. So I think Jake Moody's the only rookie kicker. So like he's on the all rookie team, but I think it's by default. Wasn't Ryland a rookie? Jake Ryland, maybe. Chad Rollins was he, or Chad Ryland. He also he also wasn't good, was he? Oh, he was awful. He had like a sixty four percent this year. Yeah, so there's two rookies and they picked the least worst one, the least yeah, bad one. Sixty four percent. Oof. Yeah, that's <laughs> brutal. But that's anyway, hysterical. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, Wait, what about all Durs. Oh, sorry. Is isn't Durs a rookie? He's also terrible. <laughs> He's also terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so He's I guess not, like Jake horrible Moody... at field goals. Like eighty-two percent isn't good, but it's not sixty-four. But he missed a lot of extra points. Yeah. So Moody's twenty-one of twenty-five. Yeah, dirt. It's like work. I work. I was like work Workaholics. I Anders. Yeah. Dude, that show is so funny. Um, at least the first couple seasons. I don't. I don't know if I watched past the first couple. Yeah. Same. So Jake Moody. I don't know. I don't see an extra point. So he was 21 of 25 on field goal. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. Durs sucked. <laughs> Durs. It's, it's very unfortunate because his older brother is really good for the Raiders. But I know. So extra points, he was 60 of 61. So missed one extra point and then missed four field goals, one from 50 plus, two in the 40s, and then one in the 30s. That's always rough. Um, Anders. So this is what you get for us. You get um you get kicker compar- comparisons here. Um, he so field goals he was twenty seven of thirty three. He missed five extra points. He was thirty four of thirty nine on extra points. That's brutal. That's so bad. Yeah, that's horrible. That is so, so bad. He, what the fuck? So field goals he missed four in the forties range and two in the fifties range. Ooh. So pretty bad. You know you missed fifties. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, even in t- today's NFL, you got to be able to make fifties now. Like, yeah, even 50s. if not all of them, but you know, you, you got to make three fourths of your mid. Your fifty to fifty five, you got to be like three fourths of those. Fifty five plus isn't gets dicey for anybody, right? That's, that, like, that's okay. where the yeah, that's the you know top notch guys. But which we have in that first game, so <laughs> we're talking we're talking about the offenses kind of being weird matches with the defenses and some struggles we might see. So I, I mean, yeah, the kickers there will be affected for sure and then the other one we we talked about all the guys who like you can kind of piece that together but like first game i I think noah gray makes a lot of sense in the showdown one of the running backs for sure from baltimore second game um you can't fit all of those guys but i think jamo will save you some price um if raymond plays he'll save you some price um like digging down deep you got like chris conley for san fran who I, i don't want to play on the main slate but um he and like Ray Ray McLeod play if Debo's out. So there, there's your Chibo. Yeah, from that. But anyway, <laughs> we've gotten through the kickers. Is there anything else we uh, need to get to? I think we've exhausted like everything possible for these games. Everything. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, uh, digging through all these nooks and crannies will help you find some extra change in your couch cushions. Um, <laughs> you can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com. You can find us on Twitter at mozzieandmuscle. And on Instagram at Mozzie and the Muscle. Uh, we will be back for the game in two weeks, the uh, Superb Owl. And then after that, it's the uh, offseason and draft stuff. So, um, yeah, it's flown by, but it's been, it's been a great time. Uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be back for one more in two weeks.